Yo, before we get into the episode, I just want to quickly address the tragedy that happened in Texas as far as the shooting. So if you're listening to the podcast on time, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, Obviously, this ain't no political podcast or nothing. This is more so just about, you know, just being a decent human being because from what I heard, it was 19 lives lost, um, tons of elementary students, a couple teachers. It's just crazy. So just want to have a quick moment of silence for them. Thank you. And I pray that their families are able to heal from this tragic situation. Um, I want you all to hug your loved ones because at the end of the day, you know, we all have our time when we're going to leave. But as far as what we can do to control right now, pass this information along to your family. You know, all this credit information that you're learning and just leave your mark before we leave. So, yeah, I just wanted to address that real quick. Back to the good vibes. Enjoy the episode. Are you tired of not getting deletions or you just want to sue the hell out of these debt collectors? I got the solution for you. I taught at FDCPA, Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, Masterclass, where I went over the process of suing these debt collectors when they're not cooperating the way that you want them to cooperate. So if you want to grab it, Go to catactusllc.com, click on courses. It's going to take you directly to the FDCPA Masterclass Replay. I covered how to sue these debt collectors. I covered how to structure your administrative process. I covered so much over the span of over two hours. Tap in or get left behind. Catch you on an episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Listen, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let y'all know This is a very, very special episode. The reason why this is a special episode is because I know a lot of y'all, as y'all listening to the different guests that I have on a podcast, you're thinking like, okay, I got to do credit. Some of y'all are interested in doing credit, but the reality is not everybody is meant to be doing credit. Not everybody's meant to be fixing people's credit and things like that. So that's why I decided to bring Darrell on a podcast because... He has that different perspective because he works with people that do credit, but he doesn't do credit like that. You feel me? So it's just a different perspective. And I just wanted y'all to just have a different just have a different view and know about the possibility of, you know, what you can do. This is this is the reason why I brought Precious on the podcast as well, because some of y'all may want to do Airbnb. It doesn't have to be you don't have to limit yourself to credit. Right? You don't have to do credit just because I'm talking about credit, just because I'm talking about consumer laws and all of that. You could be a funnels guy like uh, Darrell as we're going to dive into the episode. But yeah, make sure you take notes. This is a very, very special episode. I think it was a dope conversation. I don't know how many podcasts he's done, but it was just dope to get his story and things like that. I've worked with him personally, so it was just dope to get the background on his story because I feel like 
he's one of those guys that's behind the scenes as far as what he's doing. Um, you know, making the magic happen for a lot of these people that you may look up to in a credit space. So, yeah, just wanted to mention that and look forward to more interviews on the Cat Podcast, just looking at different perspectives, different industries, of course, and obviously, you know, credit, consumer law, things like that. But yeah, enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a new episode of the Cat Podcast, Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast. We got a special episode today. I got my homie. Daryl Gray. I'm going to read his bio and we're going to get straight into it. So if you're struggling to sell digital products, then Daryl is your guy. He's been a full-time entrepreneur for four years and helps experts package their knowledge into digital products using sales funnels. His biggest launch was 106K in a day and 230,000 in a week, all using sales funnels. Welcome to the podcast, Daryl. How are you doing? I'm blessed, bro. I'm blessed, bro. Let's get it. Listen, let's go. Great. So so a lot of y'all that's listening to a podcast, you may not know, but um, I worked with Daryl in like the earlier days of my business with Kat as far as setting up funnels. And I just thought it was only right to bring him on a podcast as far as, you know, speak from the behind the scenes. Because without him, all these people I'm bringing on, a lot of people that's using these funnels and things like that, the business wouldn't be as strong. So, you know, we definitely need to talk to someone like Daryl, pick his brain. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that phrase, but you know, we're going to that today. <laughs> no, no, that come with an invoice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when they say pick your brain, that come with an invoice. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe, you know, where you grew up and stuff. We were at, we were at a very brief bio. Let's, let's yeah. get a little bit about you. Absolutely. So, um, you probably can hear it in my voice. I say to and do a lot. So I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, everybody say like be more do, <laughs> do right uh, so so I'm from Baltimore um, and man where I'm from a lot not a lot of people know about digital marketing um, man, all this stuff that we that we know about credit even the basics bro you can say freeze the secondary uh, barrels and they're like what's that hmm. you know what I mean like you like a god right you know yeah. um, what they say in, in, in the land of the what is it the, the uh, blind the one-eyed giant is is like the god right so um here it, we know little about sales funnels i'm gonna be completely transparent but it's probably one of the most transparent um enemies you have like where i'm from we're a dope capital like we sell drugs mm-hmm. i don't sell drugs but where i'm from a lot of people sell drugs so coming mm-hmm. up um entrepreneurship is in our veins but the vehicle that we use is heroin right drugs so just because we're a port town so in the beginning, I thought that I was like, yo, is this like my vehicle to really like make money? And um, one thing that I always tell somebody is like, yo, uh, to thy own self be true, right? Like know thyself above anything else. Mm. And I know that I'm a good guy and that game that I would have played would not have been congruent with my spirit, would not have been congruent and in alignment with who I am. So yeah. I sat out, I sat to the side. And I think a lot of people get caught up and don't realize like, yo, first you got to understand the rules of engagement of the game. And then you got to understand yourself, right? But more importantly, like know yourself first. Yeah. Right? So um, in my city, I just felt like I might've been good at the game, but the, the person that it required me to be, I didn't want to step into that person, right? So I knew that was another way. Um, just like everybody else, bro, I sold candy in school. I sold Snickers and all that stuff. Um, I actually had like, I had like two or three people working for me in high school and then just different hustles because uh, my mom and my dad, like 
they broke apart and I had my stepdad and then mm. he kind of went down to it, like money wasn't coming in. So my mom was really like the breadwinner. Mm. And uh, I just knew like at a young age, I couldn't have the latest Jordans and stuff like that. So I'm like, bro, when you want something, you're like, man, we're going to figure out how to get it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like that, that hunger. So I was like, okay, what can I do legally? Right. Cause I knew the illegal route really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I just started upon that journey, just selling different things. Um, and I knew like the more things that I could sell, the more value I could provide, the more income I can generate. And it's, it's, it's the same in any space. Once you understand the principles in every game, there's crossover and there's in sports, there's a crossover between sports and entrepreneurship. They're both games, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out in sports. You got to, you got to study film. You got to um, practice. So entrepreneurship, it should be the same rules because you can't get better unless you study film, unless you practice. It's just there's a gap between entrepreneurs knowing how to do that in that game. Mm-hmm. And that was that was some struggles I faced. Um, so if there's anyone else facing that, like, I'm like, bro, it's, it's we about to get deep, man. We about to get, <laughs> <laughs> get too deep. But yeah, man, so, um, but that's where I'm from. I'm from yep. a city that uh, thrives off drugs, but I really wanted to switch it up. I knew the hustle was in me but I just had to switch it up into a legal route to where um, I can legitimately make my mama proud yeah. and her not being afraid to tell people, um, like, this is what my son does, opposed to my son got money. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Hush, hush. <laughs> you, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. you got siblings? Yeah, I, I have two brothers. Yep. Are you youngest? You're the oldest. No. Okay. Stuff. You set the route for them? Did they take similar route? Or how's that going? Bro, I wish I wish um I could say they took a similar route. So one of my brothers, he's um, of course, the youngest is kind of like, he ain't gonna listen to this podcast. So <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's still living with my mom and he just can't he just trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. But one of the things that um one of the things I really don't think people like family, they say like fish discover water last. And what I mean by that, and that quote means like you don't realize um, like your environment or like the good things you have until it's gone, mm. right? So I'm pretty sure if you have like um, a younger cousin or like if you have a little brother, like sometimes they don't realize the value that God has placed into you until you remove, you're removed from their life. Yeah. Um, whether it's by choice or, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm just not even existing on this plane, right? Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's the same for them. Um, and a lot of people, they just don't realize it, bro. It's, it's like, I'm telling you, like I talk to a lot of high level entrepreneurs that's doing, it's M's, right? And then they're, yeah. they're, to their siblings, it's just like, oh, that's my brother, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But to someone, but to their mentees, it's like, bro, that's my mentor, he's getting it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, yo, how can, how can the person says, oh, that's my brother. Why aren't you following their footsteps? Right. Why aren't you taking what they're doing in the game that they're giving, taking it and running with it? And it's because fish discover water last. You don't realize that the person that you consider just your brother is really a blessing. Like mm-hmm. if you really take what they say, because they they will like they bend over backwards. If you are, you know, what I mean, like I deal with stand up people like I do whatever for my brothers. But it's just it's only so long you want to throw your pearls at swine before you just like, man, this this ain't. This ain't working, right? Yeah. Um, but it, but yeah. So, um, I am the oldest. You know, um, 
I say, I like to say I'm my brother's keeper. So at any time, like when they need me, I'm there. But um, whenever they come to that, that, that come to me Jesus moment to where they're like, bro, I want to lock in. Um, I want to start taking things to the next level. I'm here. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't force a person to change. You can only exactly. work, you know, with the change that they yeah. are. So I think, yeah, that's I what think I part of it. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was, I'm, I'm right. Oh, okay, okay. I was saying, I think part of it too is just that level of access versus mm-hmm. if it was someone like you, but they're not related to them, they're going to be more willing to listen. You feel me? Yeah, so I, I yeah. think part of it is that too. But um, yeah. So, I mean, what got you into funnels and things like that? Do you do credit, fixed credit as well? Like what, what, what's going on? No, nah, I, I, um, I know about credit just because of the, you know, the mutual group that we in. Yeah. But um, man, so when I, I really stumbled upon sales funnels and in, in the beginning of the game, I used to work, I went to college at Dell State, right? Um, got the HBC experience. Mm-hmm. And I like to say, like, I'm a really good genuine dude, right? Like yeah. we we don't we've never met each other, mm-hmm. but we know each other, right? So yeah. I'm the type of person like, bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm married, I'm married but um, mm-hmm. but if you had a girl and y'all broke up and she tried to talk to me, I would never talk to her. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, we talked, we had the report. So I'm just, I just feel like I'm a great guy. And because of that, I build up, I can build a relationship with a person pretty easy, mm. right? So um, in smaller ecosystems, I work really well. Like, I can, I, it's crazy. Like, sometimes, some in some places, they be like, yo, you like the mayor. I'm like, I don't understand what you're But pretty much, I used to work for Corporate America. I used to work for J.P. Morgan when I graduated. Oh, don't. And this is based all off relationships, bro. I, um. I did public speaking and um, he was like, Darrell, you got to get that corporate gig. And I'm like, all right, bet, let's, let's work. Um, so I went to JP Morgan and I worked in the project management space. To be honest, bro, I really suck at managing. Um, but I'm really good at building relationships. So mm-hmm. people have an affinity towards me. So it's like, yo, Darrell's my guy. Let me get this done. Gotcha. Right. Um, but one of the things I realized, bro, like, I'm, I'm also big on energy. Like I can feel when the energy is, is off, right? Yeah. And in corporate America, it's just was like that that silver lining. Like, all right, as a black guy, like it's only but so much you can go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I don't really shuck and job, but it's like so much you can go, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I'm gonna be me, but it's just like until you really gotta play the game. And it was yeah. remember to that own self be true, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't that game. I really wasn't looking to play it like be you know to be this type of person and, and so I was like you know what bro let me let me figure out how I can exit um so I just like everybody else right make money online every bro I do tell you I did yeah. make money online so I stumbled upon eBay I started selling stuff on eBay going to bro I'm, I'm at corporate gig I'm in uh thrift stores and all that it's searching for stuff because I like to buy and sell. So I started buying and selling stuff. And then I found out Amazon FBA and that, and that's where I started um, selling stuff on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But I had one big flaw, bro. Um, I was over leveraged. Right. So, so um, I remember I suck at management and, yeah. and sometimes I also suck at like the books. So I was seeing money come in, but I forgot that like, I was having credit cards from Chase for 12, 13,000. So as I was selling product, I didn't realize that when you're dealing with a physical product, 
you still have cost of goods, you still have all those little fees, and then you got shipping and all that. So, um, bro, I was me and my girl was going out taking trips and stuff, and, and I'm like, yo, life is good. Mm. And I didn't realize that I was completely over leveraged, bro. Like, mm. bro, it was if I would have did a PL, my shit would have been screaming like, you're fucking broke. <laughs> my bad, bro. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> um, yeah. But it would have been screaming in the red, bro. And I didn't know. Yeah. I really didn't know. Um, I thought I thought it was peachy because I had all those credit cards and I was covering it with the credit cards. Um, so I just really like, I hit a low, bro. I hit a low. I was like, yo, um, I had my job, I had quit my job and everything. I quit my corporate gig and, um, it was me and my girl and my daughter. We was living at her mom's crib. Um, mm-hmm. And then so I just was like, man, I got to figure this shit out. <laughs> you, yeah. know yeah. you know what I mean? I don't have no corporate gig no more, so I'm there. Um, and it's a certain, like, I don't know, it's a certain way that I look at myself. Like, I know I'm going to figure it out type of guy, um, whether it's through prayer or just hard work, bro. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, you know and I know, right? Like, credit cards is just like, yo, know, it's they not gonna come to your house and just grab you by the neck, like pay yeah. me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you know, if you're on the street, then it's something different. Like you owe somebody 13,000 on the street. Like, bro, you got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it was like, it was cool. Um, and then I realized it was just a lot of, I started still going down that rabbit hole. Like, okay, what can I sell? And on Amazon, there is a product, like people sell digital products. So people was making bags off of books. And I was like, yo, where did you mess up, bro? Like, yo, it wasn't the selling. It was the fact that I didn't factor in the cost of goods, all like all the hard costs. And then somebody, I started listening to the guy named Russell Brunson. He was like, yo, mm. if, you tell, if you sell digital products, there's no there's no cost of goods. Yeah. It's all IP. You feel me? Besides, like, you know, if you go down to the ads realm, but for most, it's no, it's no hard. I'm like, no. If I would have started, if I stole digital products, like it's all upside. Mm-hmm. Is this work on like getting them, you know, getting a message out? But I wouldn't have been read. So yeah. um, that's when I started going down that path. Bro, I literally started reading um, man, everything, bro. If, like I started reading Dan Kennedy. I started reading um, a guy named Frank Kern. These all like marketers, right? Older, mm-hmm. older marketers. Evan Pagan. Mm-hmm. Um, who else to start? Of course, Russell Brunson, like, bro, so many people. Um, I started I started learning marketing. I started learning sales from a guy, Jeffrey Gittimer. I just started consuming, like, books on marketing sales because I feel like when I realized, like, skills pay the bills, I was like, okay, well, what skill can I acquire that even if I hit my lowest and low, I can charge him my 1000 1500 2000 5000 and get back on my feet mm-hmm. and I felt like I felt like it was marketing and um you know the way the world works my um my pops is my step pops but his brother and and mom uh they were uh the head marketing in um, a bank called city city financial uh-huh. so uh they did a lot of like direct marketing stuff like that so I had somebody that I can really talk marketing to and he he did the direct marketing. So like, you know, sending out mail and stuff like that. So he understood that. So when I went to him, I was like, yo, I like marketing. He's like, all right, bet. Well, you know, I can be a resource, but I was like, I don't want to work for a bank. 
I don't want to work for nobody. He's like, oh, I thought you was asking for a job. <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I feel like, I was like, nah, I don't want the job. I just want, you know, since you're the VP, like, I just want your insight because fish discover water last. And I felt like he was my water. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, I think a lot of people don't realize um, the potential that people in close proximity had. Mm-hmm. They just, sometimes they undervalue the people that's closest to them. Yeah. It's a shame, but it's true. Yeah, fact. You know what I mean, so yeah. um, yeah, I always pray on it, like you know, just like yo, can I recognize the value in the people that's close to me, so that way I can, you know, not misuse that gift and really take it to the next level for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was that's when I figured that out, and um, man, even that wasn't easy, bro, because I started um doing funnels for local businesses. But the thing about it was, I realized that even though I was doing funnels, local businesses still had a hard cost, right? So, um, and they didn't know how to really run a business. So I'm going around DMing businesses, meeting with them, mm-hmm. saying, hey, I do your marketing, I build your funnels. And they didn't even know what funnels were, mm. right? So that's when I realized I had to sell to people that already knew that they had a problem. In the, just in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, I might get a little too deep, but it's it's if it's three layers of marketing, uh, of like awareness, it's cold, warm, and then hot, right? Mm-hmm. Cold is like, bro, I don't even know what the what the heck you talking about, right? right? Warm is like, oh yeah, I heard of funnels, and I think it can help my business. Tell me a little bit more. And then hot is like, yo, I need a funnel. You can do it. I seen your work. I'm ready to pay, mm-hmm. right? So I was, I was like DMing cold businesses that didn't even know funnels could help them. Mm. So when I realized, I was like, yo, let me stop DMing these people. And then I started getting into um, the awareness of people that knew about funnels. They knew funnels could help them, but they just didn't have a funnel guy. Mm. And that's when shit changed for me, bro. Mm. Wow. Like, it just was like, I know about funnels. I know what they can do for my business. I just don't know the person that can make them for me. Mm-hmm. So the conversation changed. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, can you do this? It just was like, let me hop on the phone with you just to hear your strategy. Mm-hmm. I got the bag. I don't mind paying you. I just want to hear your strategy. If you got some work, perfect. But if you don't have any work, I'm still willing to give you a shot. Because what you do, I need it so bad that I'm even willing to pay a virtual assistant that don't speak English mm. to get this done. Mm. Come on, bro. If you yeah. find somebody in that, that has that type of pain point, you can run up the bag. Yeah. Because all I have to do is I can naturally build a relationship with anybody. Yeah. Right. I really do know what I'm talking about. Like I yeah. lived it. So it's just like a no-brainer. Like, all right. Um, of course, like. I work with all race ethnicities, but it's for the culture, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, they like, yo, you know what I mean? You're a cool guy. You know what I mean? Like you understand this, this marketing stuff, but you also um, have like, you from Baltimore. So you still understand the streets and there's certain codes that I live by, right? Like mm-hmm. my word is my bond. Mm. So, so I took that from like coming up because if you did um, sketchy stuff, right? Like, whether you in the in the drug life or not, like your word is your bond because then that that street that's fist fights that's that could escalate 
out of control, right? Yeah. Um, so when I take that, I take that to business, bro. Like if we say, if I tell you, yo, Mike, I'm gonna do this, it's gonna be done because my word is my bond. Facts. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of people, bro. Like I'm talking about, I didn't dealt with hundreds of thousands, no contract, mm. no contract, and that's rare. Yeah. You feel me? But even on my it's like, bro, my word is my bond. If we set this in confidentiality, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't have people pay me twenty bands, no contract, off of just like. My word is my bond. I, I held up to my end. Cut the check. And those are the people that I love to deal with because mm-hmm. that's the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once I realized those three phases, and I think if more people realize that, you'll have an easier time in business. Definitely. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just easy, bro. Easy. Um, and one, one book I would highly recommend a lot of people read is um it's a a marketer that passed his name is david ogilvy and he has a book called ogilvy on advertising and he talks okay. about um how to channel desire right mm-hmm. and desire is just the need or the want for a certain um outcome right so when you realize that the desire is already there all you're doing is channeling desire to your product it makes life easy Mm-hmm. You don't got to talk to those people. Like, you don't have to talk to those people that's like, hey, look, you want your credit fixed? Why yeah. should I fix my credit? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Go that way, right? Yeah. Hey, you want your credit fixed? Yeah, I was thinking about fixing my credit. Um, I was thinking about going to this guy or you. I mean, let me talk to you for a second. Mm. It's, it's the easier conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, one thing, one thing is crazy because when you really study marketing, one guy had this marketing piece and he was like, yo, um it was like he was talking about um heavier women versus smaller women Mm -hmm. and it was very offensive to the heavier women but he was like yo they're not my target that's not who this marketing piece is for i'm selling the foxes you know i mean like i don't care about those other people if it offends them it is what it is but the people that i'm speaking to they are connected to that piece and those are the people that will buy Mm -hmm. um so just understand like a uh, level of polarity. Now, some people go crazy with it, but um, but yeah, bro, it's just it's so much I learned through that phase um, of like going broke, literally going to Disneyland. We went to Disney World one time. Mm-hmm. I think I was I had like a hundred bucks in my name, bro. It, oh, was, it was me, my girl, my daughter, um, and her mom. Yeah. So we even had to sign up for like the uh, the timeshare. I hate those things, bro. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, bro. We had to sit through a timeshare and I hate them. But um, but they wanted to do Disney World and it was like, you know, of course, if you sit through it, then they give you cheaper tickets and stuff like that. So like man, I, I didn't been through it, bro, and I and I understand. Um, but once you understand marketing, I feel like you can you can you can thrive in any environment. Okay. So I know that I would say. Well, I don't know. Maybe majority of the people listening to my podcast, they're dealing with credit. They may be thinking about starting a credit business, but there's also other people that might think like, I want to get into business, but I don't know what to do. So I might be hearing, you know, you speak about your story and everything. Can you give them some advice as far as what you would do sooner, maybe to, you know, get into that marketing lane? Was it, was, was it the books that was the big game changer? Cause we already knew you were able to build relationships. Like what was what was really the game changer and people should like execute on 
immediately? Um, so the first thing I think that people should immediately execute on is like, bro, if you think about it, one of the biggest books is um how to win friends, how to no Carnegie. How to, correct. Yeah, right. How to win friends and influence. So, correct, bro. Think about it like relationships. And I think um in the group they talk about like relationships lead to championships. Yeah. So even if you don't like, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, I'm not gonna name drop, who don't have a big skill but they're excellent at, at being the bridge, mm. right? So if you're that type of person, like, yo, I don't know what I can do. If you can be the bridge between two individuals, yeah. you hold them together and you're solid, currency flows. It got to flow through the bridge. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. like, if, if I would have knew that early on, and I kind of did, because like, I, like I said, I worked well with like, like good relationships with people. Yeah. But yeah. that's the one, like, don't burn, don't burn your bridge. But also, like, study people, understand people. And if you can understand a person, like, if a person genuinely, like, genuinely likes you, right? Like, bro, you're a good guy. Like, they'll flow you. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm, I'm not saying they're going to flow you everything because you don't yeah. got a skill. But they'll, they'll flow you. They'll help you um, get to where you want to be. And I've had people that, like, bro, like, it's, it's between me hiring you. And this other guy, mm. I'm gonna be a hundred with you, bro. This other guy is slightly better than you, but I like you. You're <laughs> yeah. a good guy to work with. Mm. You're easy to work with. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So that gave me that foot in the door. And then of course you fulfill, but that's that's like, I feel like if anyone is like, yo, what should I do? Of course, um, I would say build relationships for one, like understand people, understand how you can build relationships. And then once you understand um, how you how you build relationships with people, then you can start kind of like throwing things at the wall because that's you have to do multiple things to figure out what it is that you want. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I had to go through Amazon. I had to sell candy. I had to sell other stuff and like to figure out like yo, this lane is is good for me. Mm-hmm. right um even for you like bro i'm pretty sure uh consumer law credit wasn't the first lane that you chose like you've been in other businesses right no a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people see it on social media dang this is his first business everything first, going great what? don't know everything you i was know. doing Thanks, <laughs> bro yeah you know like yeah it, it takes time man yeah. you don't see that um so i would say like and then also one thing bro like um this is one one thing i tell a lot of people mm-hmm. he's like because a lot of people ask me yo Darrell, things look like everything looks good for you you know i see you doing funnels i see you working with a lot of people like what um what was it like how how did you get here bro sometimes it's just time mm-hmm. you can't like time has to catch up bro mm-hmm. i knew about funnels Five years ago, mm. I've been trying to I've been trying to tell people about funnels five years ago, bro. Mm. I couldn't sell I couldn't sell a funnel for two hundred fifty dollars, bro. Mm. I was like, at one point, I was like, listen, I'll do I'll do your funnels, I'll do your ads, I'll do everything. Damn, just give me two hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> bro. <Damn. laughs> 
I'm serious, bro. I'm serious. Now, now yeah. when I think about it, I'm like, shit, I'm not touching that. But, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but it, it's just like, sometimes the market has to mature to meet you. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now the same, I mean, I got, I, under, I've been in the game a little longer, so I understand. But the same thing that I got paid $20,000 to do, I would have did it for $250 had it been five years ago. Mm. But the market matured. You know what I'm saying? I grew, the market grew, and it just was like, bing! You know what I'm saying? So, um, some people quit too soon, bro. You yeah. just gotta let time, you just gotta let time catch up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying, like, a lot of, even a lot of rappers say, like, I knew I was rich. I knew I was, I just had to let the people catch up to me. I had to let the time catch up to me. I had the market. Yeezy, you feel me? Yeezy, he had all that stuff in his mind. It was just, bro, you look at his documentary, right now, yeah. Said, nobody gave him a time of the day. A time of day at first, he's like, oh, I'm tired of hearing this shit. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just people gotta let time catch up, and mm-hmm. that's the. I feel like that's the thing that nobody wants to hear because it's still a mystery. Mm-hmm. And mystery, um, a lot of, and mystery, right? The unknown. There's a lot of fear that's there. But one person always told me, like, I think I listened to the guy Russell Brunson, and he was like, "Yo, samurais make um." make amends with, with the worst thing that can happen, right? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, yo, I could go broke, you know what I mean? Like, uh, my wife could leave me and uh, my kid, my, my child would be like, you're a horrible father. That's the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the worst thing that can happen. I mean, but at the end of the day, like, in the pursuit of success, like, I just gotta make amends with it. Because if you allow that fear to stop you, it's, it's always going to be in the back of your mind, so you can't execute to the fullest extent because you're like, I can go broke, or yo, I can do this. Like, man, you just gotta accept it. It is what it is. Um, and most of the time, bro, like when I when I lost that money on Amazon, I felt like I was at a low, but I ain't never really been at a low. Like I never had to eat out of garbage cans. I never had to. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't you homeless. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and even E, E he was homeless by choice because he ran away. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like, we not living in a third world country to where it's like, we are desolate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We So, so I think a lot of people got to realize, like, most of the time, the worst thing that can happen don't even happen. That's a fact. You know what I mean? Just go get, just go get it. And um, and 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 look not well. You create your own luck, bro. I, I wholeheartedly believe that, right? Um, through trial and error, through mm-hmm. being in the room, and then through the pursuit. Because once you tell, uh, some people say the universe. Once you ask God, like once you once you state your flag, like look, I want to do this. You gotta go. You gotta go at it relentlessly. Yeah. And then things will fall in line. Um, and Myron Golden said it, he was like, I never heard anybody put it as good as he put it, but like, when you're, when you're going in the right direction, um, turbulence will follow, right? Like you're going to have some type of adversity when you're going the right way. Yeah. Right. Um, I I can't remember what he, I was just listening, but he's like, yo, um, it's going to happen. And most people quit. Like if you're going to start a new business, oh, you know, I'm going to start a credit repair company. 
gov, something happens, right? Your car might overheat and then like, shit, should I spend the money on the car or should I spend the money on um, the business? And so um, it's like, I don't know, you know yeah. what I mean? But if you really want that business, then you won't spend the money on the business and, and know that um, eventually the car will, the business will make the car work, right? Pay for the car. So. You know what you're saying about as far as like the turbulence and stuff? That kind of mm -hmm. reminds me because um, I'm like in the beginning stages trying to learn about, you know, options and stuff like that. There's always going to be- Me too, bro. Me too. Woo, I, took that, I took that heat, boy. I'm like, yo, bro, can I tell you? Let's I'm talk. Down 17, I'm down 1,700 this week. Oh, man. Them pull back. To, bro, I'm down 17. Like, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the shower like, <laughs> that adversity hurt, gonna happen, man. That yeah, yeah. Gonna happen. but but that's that's where, to me, when it hits, I always think like, yo, this is where champions are made, bro. Yeah, this is where champions are made. Definitely. You know, yeah, like in the forge in the fire, bro. So it's just like, if you can't take that small L, you don't deserve them twenty thousand dollars days. Mm. Them eighty thousand dollars, you don't deserve that, bro. Yeah. Why? Because because you, you didn't go through the adversity, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying if you get those days, cool, but when you go through these setbacks, when those days come, it just makes it so much better. So much better. Like, ah, yeah. So much better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I deserve this. But, yeah, um, definitely. I'm right with you, bro. I'm yeah. right with you. I wanted to, uh, of course, by nature, I'm not going to give up, but um, yeah. one of the guys who's making power play. Um, his name is Andrew, and we hold each other accountable. He was like, he's like, bro, I told him, he's like, yo, I ain't gonna let you, I ain't gonna let you quit. Um, so we literally we today we was on a call and we went over all the trades. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, why'd you why'd you take this trade? I was like, I think you, I think he's like, nah, disciplines. Mm -hmm. And so um, you know, it's just but remember I told you, like, when you were an entrepreneur or whatever, like you got to understand how to practice, how to watch yeah. um, film, how to watch film. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If we went back through the trades, that's watching film. Mm. You feel me? So, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's good to have a team. So like, it's, it's all crossover, bro. You understand? It's crossover. Yeah, yeah. Like, Definitely. Um, so if you didn't have, if I didn't have him as a teammate and for us to really go to the film room and say, oh, all right, you, you took this little, you took this one on the chin, mm -hmm. but let's review why you made the errors and then so next week you can come in stronger because bro like like you said I was I ain't gonna lie I was like should I take the trade <laughs> yeah. or not you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. and then by the time I took the trade I was in late in this because yeah, I just was yeah so um, yeah. but now every 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 entrepreneur should definitely have they should be surrounded by people um that's in entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. as well as a few of those people I think um, you should have people that's like your accountability partner or somebody that's really like not going to let you give up gotcha because we at one point in time like we all want we go through a version like Shh, I just want to throw in a towel bro yep. um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? so that's that's when you got your sparring partner hold you, hold you steady yeah definitely so you said you, you mentioned about teammates and that kind of reminds me, I want to talk about, let's just talk about the importance of even 
having a funnel because I know yeah. some people are listening. They've probably just started their credit repair business and things like that. And they probably don't have a funnel. I didn't have no funnel at one point. Now having yeah. funnels and everything, like I think that dude, dude is crazy for not having a funnel. So can we talk about the importance of having a funnel? Absolutely, bro. So it, it all goes back to um, understanding. Like once you understand the three layers of awareness, it makes life so much easier, right? Mm-hmm. So remember I talked about layer one, it's typically a cold market, right? People that don't, they don't know you, they yeah. don't know the problem they have, and they damn sure don't know the solution, mm-hmm. right? So those people, typically, um, you can stop them by just like, hey, did you know? Or like, you know, like curiosity, that's what draws them in. Hey, mm-hmm. did you know these people are making a living using their credit cards? Yeah. Like, what, what the hell is that? Right. Yeah. That's layer one. So that's how you draw somebody in. Layer two is to, is is some is a person um, that's possibly aware of the problem. They're a little bit aware of the solution, but they do not know you, right? So that's where you lead with the problem. Mm-hmm. Hey, the number one mistake people make um, with this, or when it comes to credit, let's face it, right? How to how to raise your, your score thirty to hundred points, mm-hmm. bro. I didn't dealt like I know credit just because of, like we into I wrote copy for credit. If you want to read your score 30 to 30 to 100 points and you um, you in like that 400 range, typically you don't have enough items reporting to your credit report. Yeah. Flat out. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have enough re- accounts report. Mm-hmm. But you're not telling them that in the beginning. You're leading with um the desired outcome or the problem that they face. Mm-hmm. Or you could say the number one mistake um, that keeps you from raising your your score 100 points. Mm. If you want to raise your score, come on, bro, I'm going to check it out. Dang, what's that number one mistake? That's how you draw in that middle level, right? People that know they got a problem, they just looking for the solution and they looking for the person, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where a lot of people, the majority in the market is, is cold, right? And then you go to warm, um, and then, of course, there's a small segment that's just hot, right? Mm-hmm. These are people that are ready to buy now. They just want to make sure that you are who you say you are. You can solve their problem. They know about the problem. They know about other solutions. They just want to make sure that you are the best um, go-to person that can solve that problem, right? So um, if you're in a credit space, remember, I told you my problem, right? I was trying to sell to people that did not, they, I was trying to sell a cold people. That cold like market, they didn't, yeah. Yeah, that cold market. And it's tough because for one, as a solopreneur, you got to have tough skin. Hey, you got to kiss a lot of, what they say, kiss a lot of uh, frogs, right? So if you go to the warm market, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Warm, a warm market can be found by groups. One of these Facebook groups, right? It, it's mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, single moms that might suffer with credit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you say black people that suffer with credit, white people, Asians and stuff, you know what I'm saying? You figure out um, who you can help and then you go into those groups. Or like you did, you create your own group. Yeah. Right? Like you can lead with your story, create your own group, give game. But those people are warm. Mm-hmm. Why are they warm? Because they know they have a problem. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to sell to, some, sell to somebody that know they have a problem. Because the conversation switch, I'm not... I'm not trying to like convince you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. convincing is so is such a manipulative type of word. 
I'm trying to convince you to do this. I'm convincing you because I want you to pay me. I don't want that. I want to pay the route. I got a problem. Can you help me solve it? Cool, let's talk. Let me let me see. Let me diagnose you. That's what I want. Like I want to be able to come to somebody and let's have a diagnosis, like like a doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can have those conversations, it's easy to close. It's easy to close because it's just like, yo, I know I got a burning. I know I have a desire to get the problem solved. Mm-hmm. I know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Now, a few things have to line up. Of course, like financially, like, okay, can I afford this? But financials is like one of the lowest problems. Like, yo, you go get a credit card, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Yeah. But that's when it when it comes down, if you really like, I wouldn't tell somebody that unless I knew like I could deliver. Like, yo, go get a credit card to be. You know what I'm saying? Or go PayPal, whatever, right? Business. And, but um, you want to make sure that you touch upon that. Like, okay, finance is cool. But you really want to make sure that the person has a desire, a burning to desire to get that problem solved. Mm. Their money is irrelevant. Yeah. Money is irrelevant, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why people pay $1,000 for a bottle of spade and plug. They got to burn the desire to stunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you pay 3X um, to what that bottle Actually, more than that, probably a thousand X because really that bottle probably only costs like nine dollars to me. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? So, um, just understanding that really helped me out, and I think that will help a lot of people out when it comes down to credit repair. Because what I noticed is that all right, so it's two spectrums that I noticed. Okay. You got your when it comes down to credit repair, you got your running the mill, like, um, we do credit sweeps, we do this, we get inquiry moves, we do this. this, this, this. Right. But there's no differentiation between you and the next guy that does credit suite. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, you're not niching down enough. Right. And then there's this, there's like those people that are like kind of. I call them like kind of boutiques. Right. Like, hey, we help we help um, we help people get into their dream home in 60 to 90 days. Right. So they know, or if a person is trying to get a home, they know, uh, all right, well, let me check this person out. Right. Because they know my desired outcome is to get to my dream home. Mm-hmm. So they probably help other people. It's, it's just a lot better um, where you can communicate than saying, yo, I do credit sweeps and all this other stuff. Because then now you're next, you're speaking, you're speaking to um, your target audience when you tell them, look, you come through our program, we can get you into a home in 60 to 90 days. We help Janet get to her home. You know what I'm saying? We help Mike get to his crib. We help this person. Then it's like the conversation changed. I'm not trying to convince you. I know what you want. Now, let me make sure that you qualify. You feel me? So this, you know, it's, it's easier to say, how do you want, how do you want to uh, pay? Uh, Venmo, Stripe, do you want me to you know I mean, just run your card, do whatever? Those are conversations I like to have. How, how do you want to bet? Like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so, and then also, I think um, when you realize that if you truly perform an excellent service, that person benefits longer than you benefit. And let me tell you why. <laughs> so, when I built my first, when I built, not my first sales funnel, um, when I built the funnel for a person, right? Uh, with this one, we char- I charged them a little bit of money up front and then a percentage. Mm. They went on to make 
I built it. Uh, they made 400,000. Mm. And I got a, a small percentage of that. Who, who benefited more, them or me? You. They benefited more. They made 400 grand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. From yeah, the yeah, funnel. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, from yeah, my yeah. services. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So they they made 400 grand and I just made a small percentage. Yeah. They benef- they they benefited more than me. Yeah, because they, they put in a small amount and then you know a small percentage. Yeah. Yeah, and I was well, a lot of years, but yeah, I got yeah. I got or yeah. even if I would have charged them three grand, even if I would have charged them five grand, even yeah. if I would have charged them 10 grand. People scared to charge, even if I would have charged them 20 grand, they made 400. Yeah. Drop in the bucket. Yeah. So if you can realize that, like, yo, people, if you help a person fix their credit, they're going to benefit more than that little bit of money that they pay you. Most even definitely. if you charge them five grand, bro, you fix your credit, they're in their dream home. They're getting zero down on cars. They're getting Amex Platt. So when they make, they in the lounges with their, oh, with their feet up. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on, bro. Like, I could charge you 20 grand and still be up. Yeah. And, and you still gonna be up. All this stuff, all the stuff I did. Then you fix your credit. Then also, if I give you the game, man, you can fix your spouse credit. You got two good, two um houses full income, and you got good credit all around the board. Now you leverage your credit to get funding. Now you're getting business funding. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You see what I'm saying? So people need to really realize that's that's the biggest thing I struggle with. I was like, yo, I, I can I charge $2,500? I'm like, about to make this person $100,000. They're going to benefit more than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at it, the equation like that, it's like, why not? And when you, when you, when you are able to like communicate that in a, um, in a sales call, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why Marcus can charge $3,500 for recession proof. That's why people like Neo can charge $55,000 for a mentorship. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, yeah, I'm charging $55,000, but you went on here to make a million dollars. Who benefited more? Me or you? Mm. <laughs> you feel me? Not only do your income change, your frame change, so you look at the world differently, your skills change. So once you set that bar, now you're going, you're going to bigger and better things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that payment, um, payment was a one-time payment. They could run it up, run it up multiple times. Multiple times, right. bro. So yeah, people need to people need to if you can put that stamp on your work, man, like don't be scared to charge for it. Don't be don't be scared to charge top dollar. Um, and people realize that because when 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 they get on them calls and you're not thirsty, and um, you know, I mean, you know, it's a lot of people that we share with you, and that's certain certain people in the credit repair industry because they got that stamp. They, they don't, they, they not, oh, can you do a discount? Nah, all right, have a blessed day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you get to that point, when people start saying, oh, can you, uh, can you do a discount? No, I don't discount my work. Why would I discount my service? At the end of the day, I'm going to give you a, a phenomenal result, mm-hmm. and it's not going to come with a discount. Mm. So people need to really get to that space um, to where it's just like, but in order to get to that space, you got to be able to stand on what you said. Yeah, what you can deliver. Now, if you can't stand doing it, cool. Like, all right, let me let me learn the game, mm-hmm. and then once you get to a point where you can duplicate results, stand on that. Man, like people, that was the that was the biggest thing that I that I um, struggled with. And then once I realized, I'm like, same conversation. Like, yo, who benefits more, them or you? 
They do. Why would I? Why am I trying to convince you to make a hundred thousand dollars off me? You should be trying to convince me. <laughs> you feel? You should be trying to convince me. Like, hey, bro, just just do this, and I'm gonna pay you this, and I'm gonna make a hundred. You gonna make twenty five? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but it, that just takes maturity in the game. But yeah, so a lot of people that's real back to your question. Um, anybody's in the credit repair space, of course, you can tell them more than me, right? Because you got experience. But kind of people I work with, like when you in the beginning, if you can choose your target audience um, and really speak to that person to where you can get those uh, middle of the funnel people that have a problem, mm-hmm. that know that there is a solution and that's willing to give you a shot. It, those those conversations just flow so smooth. And then don't don't work with broke people. Yeah. At first I used to be scared to say like, yo, I don't know. Nah, bro. Like if you broke, I ain't for you, bro. Yeah. Well, we have, we have put a plan together for you to get some money. But um if you broke, I can't I can't help you. I'm not gonna I'm I'm like, yo, I can't discount my service. Because I'm gonna give you my all. Mm. Why would I take half? So that's a fact. That's what people need to have, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So what would you say are some things people, I guess, in the beginning stages or just any stage in their business right now, they should probably avoid as far as maybe marketing, maybe funnels, things like that. Maybe things that they could be, they're probably doing wrong right now. You know, maybe they'll hear something you say right now to help them. Uh, the biggest mistake that I see the number one mistake I see entrepreneurs make, and this is even coming down from my marketing coach, mm-hmm. is people are too general. People too general, bro. Mm. People try to help everybody. Bro, you can't be the Messiah. Leave that, yeah. leave that to whoever you praise and let them be the Messiah. <laughs> you feel me? Like You can't be the Messiah to everyone, bro. Yeah. Uh, but there is a certain, certain set of people, a certain group that you can help. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you really focus on them, it's like when I realized, bro, it's money and everything. Look it up on YouTube. It's one lady that sells moose poop. She, she sells what? moose moose poop. What like is moose? It? Like oh moose? Like a, a moose, yeah, right. She on YouTube, <laughs> she sells, she sells moose poop. What so she go out, she yeah, she sells moose poop and she make a bag. She makes people buying it. <laughs> what do people use it for? Decorations, ornaments. Bro. Yeah, you know I'm saying. I mean, come on, like yeah, money's and everything. No yeah, yeah, money's and everything. So money's and everything. Money is everywhere, bro. Yeah, money is in, in in cleaning up trash, cleaning trash. Money is in um pooping up regular, you know, scoop poop is scoop. One of my friends, he got a business that he poop, he pick up poop. Um, money is everywhere, bro. But when you really can genuinely solve a problem, um, for a certain person, and if you become world class at it, you can demand. Whatever you want. Uh, there's a guy, the guy Alex Formosi. He um he 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 he's in the gym space. Oh, he ran I, up. I heard about that guy. Yeah, bro. I, I I love his book. It's called Hundred Million Dollar Offers. Um, and he talks about just like if you can really get niche and you can really solve their problem, you can charge whatever you want for it as long as you can get them the result. Because mm. it's much like it's literally money everywhere, right? And then one other thing. Um, I encourage a lot of people to uh, actually if you get the book 100 million dollar office he breaks this down but he talks about how you can take something as simple as like time management like let's say an ebook on time management 
That's a general ebook. Yeah. Right. So you might you might sell at five, ten, fifteen dollars. All right, cool. That's general. Time you say time management um, for entrepreneurs, right? That's a little bit more niche. Mm-hmm. So you can sell that for a little bit more. You might sell that for 47, 57. And then you can say time management for entrepreneurs in credit repair, right? That's so that's niche. We're clear. Right? So now yeah. you're more clear, right? So yeah. you can sell that for even higher. And then you say time management for entrepreneurs in credit repair that's running a that's running a six-figure credit repair business. Mm. That's even more niche. Yeah. So now you're speaking to a certain set of people, but they got a problem. So like, yo, how do I manage my time? I'm an entrepreneur or a business owner. At that point, they might even, they might not even really consider themselves on. I'm a business owner um, that's doing six figures of credit. But how do I manage my time? That book speaks right to. That's a, that's a 200, 300. That's a that's a course for two thousand dollars. Mm. All just just because you got niche, mm-hmm. right? It could be the bro, it could be the same information. And I learned that from Warren Buffett one time. He was just like, yo, I can tell you the same information as a hobo on the street, but you won't listen to me because I got credibility, but it's the same information, mm. right? So you also want to do some type of credibility with it, but it's the, the same info just packaged up with a new ribbon on it um, can sell for a lot more. I mean, you know the, you, you know the marketing game, baby. <laughs> hey, this for the audience. I'm learning too. <laughs> So basically, there's more money in your messaging and being more yeah. clear versus being more generic. Yeah, bro. Nobody want to. Nobody really want to rock with somebody that's like some timey. That's like when I know where you stand, I can respect you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, even if, like, even if we get to it, like, bro, if somebody's racist and they outright racist, I can respect that. Why? Because I know where you stand. I know, like, all right, bro, you might not. You might not like me just because of the color of my skin, not the content of my character. You might not know who I am, but it's cool. But it's clear with that. It's yeah. clear, yeah. right? But um, so I need to tell you, like at one point in time, I had to do like Lyft and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had one person, um, they was like, they told me a story about how their mom was like a um I forgot what he called it. He called it like a low-key racist or something like that, like whatever term, right? So what I mean by that is he was like. He's like, yo, my mom, we live in this small town. Mm-hmm. And she um and she when, when she met black people, she just act like she was cool with them. But at the end of the day, she would go um to her friends that was in the KKK and she would be like, oh well, this this black person was getting uppity or whatever, and mm-hmm. she was sick of them. But whole time you would think like, dang, she cool with us. you know, yeah. I mean? she cool with us, yeah. but she really wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. So those are the people like in our in our society and culture we call them snakes, but like yeah, like I, people can't really rock with that because we don't know where you stand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even if you want to get, I don't want to get too political, but when it comes down to like Trump, people was like, "Yo, Trump was Trump was crazy," but you knew where bro stood. We know, we, we know where it's on his mind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, it was clearly on his mind. He put it on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, so I can respect that, right? Like, yeah, I don't stand for this, but I stand for this. Cool. Um, and that's what people want to see in your messaging. That's what people want to see in your character. That's what people want to see, like, in your business. Everything, like, if you can exuberate that, like, this is what I stand for. This is what we don't rock with this. Mm-hmm. 
so you can call to you know your people and people people appreciate that bro nobody want to deal with a sometimes person yeah nobody so most definitely okay i want to transition and before we you know get to wrapping up the episode i want to talk about you said the biggest launch was 106k in a day yeah, we did uh one. I think it was like one hundred six ish. Okay, one hundred six. If you don't got to, you know, you know, you don't got to say the name or anything. But can we talk about kind of the pieces you were talking about earlier, as far as the messaging and all that? Was that included? Like, how did we even do one hundred six k in a day? Yeah. So um, so I was in the crypto space, and okay. um, it's a few things. Like, oh, I've, I've because of the four years, I've been through so much. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, I remember working with uh. Nehemiah Davis, like before he really blew up, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, <clears throat> and it's documented, you know what I mean? So I can talk about, but uh, when I first started on my journey, like, like sales funnels, I met with Neo and he had a, um, I think he still got to this day, it's called the Greatness Center, right? Mm-hmm. So I built a funnel for, to get business into his Greatness Center, right? So I just seen like the evolution of like so many people, bro, like, um, I just seen it. And then I also know in certain industries, it's, it's a big bag. The three mm-hmm. and the three main industries is health, wealth, relationships. Mm-hmm. And wealth is a big bag. Options, big bag. It ain't hard to sell options, bro. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is show a couple screenshots. Mm-hmm. You selling wealth, right? Mm-hmm. You selling wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Crypto, same thing. Mm-hmm. You selling wealth. But in crypto, it's one, it's it's one, it's one thing that's just like. Yo, how it actually it's, it's a lot of barriers. Think about it. If you're going through a jungle, right? You can and options, it, it is a mean jungle. Yeah. But in crypto, in crypto, it's even meaner, bro. It's mean, it's treacherous, it's sharks, it's 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 megalodon. It's like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 bro, like if think about it, you don't want to go in the crypto, the DeFi space without some type, without a guy. And when I seen that and I knew like it was trending and to like, bro, everybody, everybody wanted to get into crypto, but they didn't know how. And mm. I knew because I didn't know how at first. Mm. And I was like, yo, how the, what is the ledger? What's the NFTs? What's the NFT? <laughs> what is XRP? What is yeah? What's a what's the you know what I'm saying? Like, what's a blockchain? What's ETH? What's Avalanche? Yeah. Like, so it's it's like it's so mysterious, but you see people running it up, crypto millionaire, um uh board eight yacht clubs. Oh yeah. So yeah. it was trendy, you know what I'm saying? So when I when we when me and bro start talking, I was like, I just seen it. I was like, ooh. Everything is there. Following is there. Assets there. Only thing you need is a funnel. And, and, and of course, like a strategy. But you need a funnel, a strategy, and then somebody to have the wherewithal and the insight in the game to know how to put together a course, know how to put together a mentorship like this. And that was me. I seen it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to run this up. And um, he was nervous at first. And I was like, yo, bro. Just do this. Shut up. Do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. And at the end of the day, money gonna come out. And at first, when we start pounding the pump, he's like, okay, okay. And money start coming out, and they start coming out to the point where even his wife was like, yo, 
I don't know who this dude is, but this a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean? So 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 his wife was like, yeah, you talking to Darrell? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So um, but yeah, I knew like also one thing that helped us is it was a mentorship, so it was high ticket. Okay, so high ticket it's, is important. Correct. It's very important. It's easier to get to a hundred thousand if you're selling a two thousand to five thousand dollar product. Mm. Than it is if you're selling a one thousand dollar product. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if, in order to get to a million, if you sell a thirty five hundred dollar product, I think it's like you spend. You only need like three hundred three hundred customers. You don't have to change, right? Customers, and and some people might not can't conceptualize like, yo, three hundred customers is a lot. But it's not really a lot if you can if you can drive twenty thousand customers to a to a masterclass. Yeah. Or if you can, you know what I'm saying? It's not. That's not even. That's like what a little bit under ten percent. Oh yeah. I mean a little bit over ten percent. Three hundred twenty-five. Yeah, a little bit over. Over ten percent. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really that much. Um. So that's one thing I also learned in the game. If a person has a high ticket product, of course they want to leave with value, but it's easier to get to those hundred thousand. 200,000, half a million dollar, million dollar days. Um, and, and the industry has to be right for it. Crypto was trending. People wanted in. Um, this was a point in time where it was bull market. So shit was going parabolic. You know what I mean? People was like, yo, I just made 5,000 off of this. Um, CRO, people was making a bag off that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, People wanted in. And that's the opportune time to really like sell a product, sell a mental. Even like now today, like um, when people sell like the credit repair and stuff like that, like that's you selling into wealth. And it's easier to sell because people want to learn how to make money. They just don't want to put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was that's something that a lot of people can look can identify. Um I'm telling you, if, if, if people get the book $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi, he also talks about that. He talks about um, how one of his friends was selling in a, um, he calls it like an irrational, irrational growing market. So as like, if you sold toilet paper um, during, the, during COVID, like the beginning of COVID, you was going to run up a bag. Because yeah. people was buying it, buying it up so much. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like you would have ran up a bag. So at that point in time, like, bro, you didn't have to be the, the, the best salesman or whatever. You just had to have a good product. Mm-hmm. Well, not even a good product. You just had to have the product. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, that's how I felt, like, when I, when I discovered it and I discovered um, crypto enough, like, yo, you got the product. I just got to put you in front of people. That's the easy. Remember I talked about that, like, when you have those conversations, I don't want to convince you. I just want you to see what I have and be like, yo, I was looking for that. Give me that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's 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 the best type of product to have. Um, because it's just it just makes selling, I guess it's like easy. It just makes it easy. I don't really have to sell you. I just really had to hit a, a couple points. Typically, it's what's in it for you. Um, has this worked for anyone else? And then who I am. Those are my big threes. I put that on every sales page. Mm. Um and once you can really, it's, it's, it's butter, bro. It's butter, man. Um, but it just comes, it also comes with just being in the game, seeing it, 
studying film. I read sales pages. I've read, um, I study a lot of like marketers from back in the day. Mm-hmm. So just, you know what I mean? Time, time in the game, bro. Yeah. It's like option trading. It comes with time in the game. Like, Yo, how you know that was going to bounce? Because I've been in the game for five years and I've seen it. Repetition is the mother of skill. Repetition, repetition. So, um, but yeah, that was that was it, bro. But but one thing I do want to talk about mm-hmm. a lot. Not <clears throat> I've never heard. I've never heard a lot of people talk about this. But when you when you do those big days, when you do a hundred k a day, when you do uh, you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars or half a million or something like that in a week, you will experience turbulence. And by turbulence, you're merging. You know what I'm saying? Like your uh, merchant might. You know what I'm saying? Your merchant might go up. People have buyer's remorse. So as a marketer, it's my job to cut down on buyer's, rem- buyer's remorse as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's just natural. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a problem with the bias. You feel I me? Mean? Like, um, naturally, when you purchase something, if you don't get an immediate result, your choice starts to decline. So you're like, yo, should I purchase this? That shit, it even happens with the smallest of things, bro. Like you can buy, you can buy shit. Sometimes when you buy food, you like, all right, I done ate the food. Like, damn, fuck, I should have went to McDonald's. Oh, you know, well, I don't eat McDonald's, but I could have got this. Like, yeah. oh, I could have went here. You know, so think about that. So as a marketer, that's my job to cut that down. How do you cut that down? As soon as somebody gets into your program, as soon as somebody's, and you want to provide the fastest result as soon as possible, right? Because that overrides the circuitry in your brain. That's like, Man, why I signed up for cat? I probably could have signed up for bro down the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as you get them results, they forget about that. That thought is gone. It's always going to appear. These are cognitive biases that you cannot escape. Mm-hmm. Right? So why fight against nature when you can go ahead and work with it? I know this won't come up. Let me nip it in the bud. So as soon as as soon as somebody joined a program, a course, whatever. Your job is to get them results fast. What that does is that eases the brain, the reptilian brain, and now they're like, cool, this was a good choice. Or at least this was a decent choice. Yeah. Let me not charge, let me not charge back on bro. <laughs> <laughs> let me not charge back. Um, but yeah. yeah, so so that and then understanding the last book I want to give people, um, what is this? Actually, there's two. So one is uh Charlie Munger, I forgot the, the whole book, but he talks about the cognitive biases. That's really important, okay. especially when it comes down to marketing. And then, um, it's not a book. I might have to, I'm going to follow up with you offline. I'm gonna okay. you, but it's, it's right. a, um, he's another marketer. He's like the Spanish guy. And um, in the marketing world, there's something called uh, CPA marketing, which is uh-huh. cost per acquisition. Uh-huh. So he ran up like a million dollars using CPA marketing, but he was using um, it's something called advertorials. Advertorial. So you're teaching somebody and then you're asking them to take action and he got paid off of it. But he talks about the cognitive biases as well, right? Like, I, the art of war is mental, bro. Um, yeah. So the more you can understand people, how to build relationships, but how to also understand, like, I understand that, you know, like, one thing, once you understand people, people are like, yo, um, did you forget that I did X, Y, and Z for you? Yes, they did. It's a cognitive bias. The longer 
you you go like if I do a favor for you, um, the longer I take to ask for a favor in exchange, you, you have forgotten that favor. I did. It's a cognitive bias. It's yeah. built in. I know this. I can either work with nature or try my best to fight against it, but I'm gonna lose. So I know. So like, I mean, I don't. Most of the time, like if I do a favor, somebody I don't really ask. But if there is an ask, I know I'm more likely to get you to say yes if I ask you for that favor right after I've done that favor for you. Mm. For one, the law of reciprocity kicks in. Yeah. And for two, you're at the highest moment to where you like, bro, looked out. Let me look out for him. If I continue to let days go by, you got life gets in the way. So you're going to forget like, you're going to forget that feeling that you're like, yo, I appreciate this. You're going to forget it. So, yeah. yes, you do. You know what I mean? Like, you might not forget it. Like, yo, I, I ain't forget it. But, like, that feeling has long left you. So, it's just like, all right, well, I do the thing for him whenever I get a chance. Opposed to it being a priority when we first, um, when I first do something for you. So, that's it, bro. Just understanding kind of the boss. I know this was a little, like, deep, but. Um, yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get value from everything. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, bro. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm telling you, like it, it works because when I was doing lift, and this would be my last story. I know we, um, but it was this white lady I met at. Um, I was doing lift. I was in Baltimore, and I had to take all the way to Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that ride was like 45 to probably about an hour. Yeah. Right. So I met this white lady. Um, and I and I understand people and I read read books on like how to win friends and foes. Um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. That's a good book too, right? So immediately when she entered the car, right? Calling it the perception, frames, everything kicks in. I'm just this black guy doing lifts. Um, if I'm doing lifts, there is she probably thinks there's some uh, level of uh, incompetency there, right? some lack of knowledge, something, right? Yeah. So when she hopped into the vehicle, she's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Bland conversation, right? Um, so as the ride goes on, I know that there has to be, I know people care more about themselves than they do about me. And yeah. I knew that the ride was 45 minutes to an hour too. Mm-hmm. So I, by next, I started asking questions. Hey, you know, not questions um, like, uh, not what do you do, right? But how are you? Right, like those feeling-based questions. And mm. then I know if somebody knows that you care about them or at least inquisitive about them, they'll open up to what do they do, right? So I left with that. Um, she started opening up. Man, this lady, I don't think she ever gonna listen to this, listen to this podcast, hopefully not. But she wound up, she wound up being a professor for Cornell. Um, she wound up telling me that um, I think she was she, her and her husband had two different uh, religious beliefs, right? Wow. Um, so they were about to split. Man, bro, like she almost broke down in the car, right? Yeah. <laughs> almost broke down in the car. Mind you, it's 45 minutes, not even yeah. 45 minutes down as well. So she just, man, she's like, oh my God, young man, like, you know, um, she just kept it 100 with me. She's like, yo, when I first hopped in the vehicle, I didn't know what to expect, you know? Um, I want to apologize because I was, I like, I had kind of read you wrong. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I had one perception of you and like, man, you, you like the complete opposite. And um, we went on there, man, this was like the biggest tip. She gave me like a hundred dollar tip, you know what I mean? <laughs> like invited me in. But I, when, when I say like, um, 
to say like, yo, I could have fought against um, her cognitive bias and be like, yeah, you know, like, oh man, like, why should you like, man, listen, bro, like once you understand psychology, once you understand people, you can work with who a person is um, and you can really like, you can you can work with the with the brain to to open up people's um, minds. So like psychology is major, bro. Marketing, all that stuff is major. So I know you can implement it in your business, and then uh, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the last the last trick, bro. We gonna get up out of here. No, I'll give them all. Is um, uh, FOMO is real. <laughs> FOMO is real, bro. So um, people. I, I like to call it ethical FOMO. Okay. Um, that's what I use, right? I know a lot of other marketers, they use unethical forms of FOMO. And what I mean by that is, they'll say, hey, look, um, I'm closing the cart at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock hit. Oh, man, never mind. I'm closing the cart tomorrow at 10 o'clock. You yeah, me? I feel like that's uh, to me. You feel me? It works. Don't get me wrong. It, it works. definitely works. Yeah, it works. But I like to do it where it's like, yo, um, instead of closing the cart, you could say closing the cart or like, yo, bro, I got ten spots left, right? I got ten spots left. But you, if you if you really have ten spots left, you can take a screenshot of that and then put it out there. Mm-hmm. That's ethical. Now, if those ten spots fill up. And then you forget to close the cart and let five more people in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I legitimately, you know what I mean? But there's some form of like, all right, cool. But um, but that that works. But uh, but I like to use FOMO sparingly because we all know like who does this. Um, well, I don't want to shout their names up, but some people like, yo, I'm doing 90 percent off mm-hmm. for the day only, right? Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow they be like. Yo, I'm doing 90% off for the day only. You like, yo, I thought you said you was doing 90% off just for yesterday only. <laughs> but it works though. So I'm not gonna knock my hustle. It works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's just like, how can you use it ethically? Um, conscious capitalism is one thing like um that has slowly been like kind of seeping into, into my brain because I like to run it up, but it's still like, how can I consciously be aware, like, yo. Cause some of these tactics, bro, like if they get into the wrong hands, these are the same tactics that charlatans use to like drain people, right? Mm-hmm. These are the same tactics that um, what's the guy that ran a head that that ran a fake hedge fund, um, Bernie Madoff. Okay. You you know what I'm talking about? I uh, I, I know the name, but I, I I didn't know about the everything. Yeah, he he ran like a Ponzi scheme, so Madoff like. All these marketing tactics come to bias, like you can use them, you legitimately can use them for good or you can use them for evil. Um, Cause once you understand like how to make a person buy, people people naturally want what they can't have. Yeah. Right? So uh, FOMO is a form of, of giving by somebody something and then taking it away. Right? Like, yo, I'm giving you this opportunity, but I'm taking it away. So naturally, you feel me like people won't come to it. So like, it's just, Bro, it's natural. You know what I mean? It's just certain things that the brain is we've been trained to do. Like once you start implementing them, um, it, it's going to produce income. Yeah. But is it going to produce impact? And that's where 
um, I want to really start taking my business to where it's like impactful. Like it's one thing to be rich, but it's another thing to be rich. And you have people that say, yo, like Mike changed my life. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and instead of I paid Mike, he's rich, but I'm, I have not, I didn't get a transformation. So. Yeah, no, that's definitely not part of the goal. I ain't going to hold you. I'll be running up that FOMO. One more spot, one more spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, 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 I, I get it, bro. Like, I'm not, I wasn't saying that to, to, to not you. I'm no, just no, saying no, like. No, 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 Yeah, no, I get it. I get I, I've it. been there. I've been there. I've, I've done it. Yeah, everybody, it, it works. Like, don't get me wrong, bro. It, it definitely it does works, work. Right? It definitely it's definitely also a form work. of social proof. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It works. Like. Yeah. It, it works like gangbusters, bro. If you ever have a launch, you'll notice that the most money is going to come on day one mm. and then the last day of your launch. Why? Because FOMO kicks in and that's a, that's strong. Mm. You know what I mean? But um, it's just about how do you, how do you do, how do you use it without yeah. overusing it, right? Right. Because then you can also bring your audience up like, all right, I know he about to do this. I know, you know what I mean? Because then you can also train your audience to work against you, dude. Like, Man, that drink will be ninety percent off next week too. So <laughs> I wait. <laughs> For real, uh, you know what I mean? Because that's what you yeah. don't want. Because then, yeah, you, definitely. Then you can't control your income. Because it's yeah. like, yo, all right, well, you know what I mean. So one one thing, um, a great marketer told me is, is you train people how to pay you. Mm. You feel me? Like you train people how to pay you, mm-hmm. and um, if you train people to realize, like, he always gonna have one more spot left and it's like okay i pay him late i pay him next week or i pay him when he open up that next spot you feel me like it's no urgency factor in it right so if you can combine fomo and urgency ethically you can control like boom i got a spike and it's just like yeah um so but yeah but i want i don't want to take up all your time man no no you good man you get it so before <laughs> before we get into the final round and wrap up well, yeah. um, you're doing all the marketing funnels, things like that. Do you see yourself going in the same lane years from now? Like, where do you see yourself in like five years? Bro, um, so just like anybody else, like right now I'm a solopreneur, so I do have struggles. And um, the biggest struggle I face is because I don't, like I have, I really don't have a team, right? It's me. I have a virtual assistant that creates my content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I never really wanted a funnel agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be honest, I'm really transitioning. It's three areas that I really want to focus on. One is options trading, right? Okay. Like I feel like if I can master the skill of options. When? Then it's like, yeah, when, when. Where's the power? When, <laughs> when, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when I master the skill, yeah. um, then I can create income like on demand. Mm-hmm. But also like the game, the marketing game has been so well, so good to me, bro. Mm-hmm. I never lead a game. So what I, what I, it's two areas that I also notice that a lot of people start as they mature in the game, they start focusing on one is software, right? So just like connectedly, yeah. um, that's the software. That's, you know what I mean? Um, so what's connectedly, what's connectedly for the people? Gosh, so connectedly, like, yeah. connectedly is, is pretty much a, um, all-in-one software that allows you to build funnels. It allows you to um, do email, text messages, everything that a solo one pretty much needs. And this is, I don't get no affiliate deal from Connectly, but um, you know, what they did was was pretty, was excellent, right? Like they found a problem in the game. 
especially um, the price point, they solved it, right? And that's yeah. what that's what business is about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's perfect. You got your emails, you got your text. If you're a solopreneur, small business, and you like, yo, can I find a cost-effective way to really get like an overview of my business? That's it, right? Um, so uh, one thing I don't have in my business that all businesses really should have is recurring revenue, right? I got some affiliate stuff, but um, but I definitely am looking to go like that that software route, whether it's white label on um, a platform, but pretty much fill out a niche and then serve that audience. So that way I can get my residuals um, up to 50 to 100K a month. And then um, that way I really can like cherry pick on who I want to work with. Because when I work with somebody, I'm really looking to get like a percentage. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a man, baby, say, I need equity up in the deal. You feel me? I need equity. You feel me? That's the only yeah. thing that's starting to make me move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, know, yeah. equity in the deal, then I ain't really trying, um, really trying here because I need I need a return on investment on all those times in my life where I was up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., just like, just studying my craft, like, yo, is this yeah. shit going to work? I need a return on investment. So if, if I'm gonna put my mental bandwidth to something, if I'm gonna use everything I, I need, I need that equity because I'm I'm like, yo, I I I'm not gonna give you the best of me just for a set fee. I need, I need, okay, let's set this funnel up and then every month, every quarter, whatever it does, I get the percentage. And then I feel like when it's when it's like that, um, it holds you, it holds me accountable as the builder to yeah. make it better. Because now, yo, if if I can get attempt like if I can get five more people to buy um you know just a five percent increase in conversions bro now that's like yo every out of every hundred people I'm getting five extra people to buy even if it's a thousand dollar product that's an extra five grand mm. mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying so it's just like I feel like that's better um a lot of people don't like to put their 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 um skills or money where their mouth is and I want the people that like yo I'm I'm with this with the stuff <laughs> you feel me like Yo, sign me up. Uh, I'm an athlete at heart, so I like to perform. And, uh, and that's where the biggest paydays that I've found, right, um, mm-hmm. are. So it's like, well, pay per, pay per performance. Like, if I perform, pay me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, but that's that's some of the struggles I face. And um, those are the three areas, because I feel like for anybody that don't have a skill, like, you flat. Yo, get a, ain't nothing wrong with getting a job, right? Um, but get a skill, mm-hmm. get a skill that's in demand. Two skills that I would tell everybody, like, yo, video editing, think about it. And remember I said, like, yo, you want something that that people want to solve so bad that they're willing to go to the Philippines or India or whoever to hire a person that suck at English to get the job yeah. done. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yo, if you can't compete with them, it's a problem, bro. You speak English. You feel me? Like you, you, you are here in the culture. You know how things should look. It should, you should be. You know what I mean? Like, but video editing is a skill, and um, I always tell people like, yo, this funnel game is is is, is nice. It's nice, bro, because it is it is afforded me to work with um like so many different people, bro. Like um, you know, people that's big on YouTube with with a quarter million subscribers, like that normally people would pay 
for their mentorship, right? Like, yo, yeah, this person got mentorship. They come in at me like, yo, Darrell, like, I see um, that you can build these funnels out. You know what I mean? Like, can you do this for me? I'm like, this guy, you know what I mean? So, so um, but, but, but it's because I have the skill yeah. and it's in demand that they like, yo, I don't care about how many subscribers you got. I don't care about how many followers you got on Instagram. Like, I see that you got a portfolio that's good. You got people that, that are vouching for you and I want to work with you too. So it's just like, yo, the funnel game is good. Cause then from there, like, you know, that's how I got, I'm, that's how I learned about options. That's how I learned about crypto. That's how I learned about all this other stuff, bro. And it's just like, I'm building up relationships. And um, I just think the funnel game, I, I can't, well, I can't, but I don't like video editing, but but I, I, like, I like building funnels and um, leveraging relationships, leverage everything. Most definitely. All right, we're going to play the episode back in five years, see if we, you know, got the <laughs> subscription services and all that. Facts, facts, bro. I, yeah. I, man, listen, bro, I'm looking for I'm looking for a million a month, man. Like, I, I say that now, so I hit a million then. But um, it's possible, bro. Like, this shit is, this, you still playing or, or you? Yeah, we, yeah, we recorded. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you stopped it. But no, it's, I but didn't it's, stop um, nothing. This all in episode. <laughs> all, right, all right, but it's but it's endless, man. Like, bro, it's whatever the mind can 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 conceive, bro. It's possible, bro. Million dollars months is possible. Yeah, million dollar days is possible. Yeah. Like all this stuff is possible, bro. It's just like who's really who really want it? Like who's willing to sacrifice um, certain things, right, to get to that. Because mm-hmm. success does require sacrifice. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to 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 get to that um, without sacrifice. And it's just it's possible, man. Like I be telling people, like yo, when I see these numbers, um, it's just it's just possible. You just gotta put yourself around people that's doing it. And if you can't, if you don't have a skill, see the reason I like having skills because skills can put you in the door that your income might not be able to. Mm. You, feel, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like you might not have 10, 20, 30,000 to get into a room, but because I built a funnel for somebody that's like big, right? Now, oh, this is my funnel guy. They need you. Right? They need me. Yep. And it's like, okay, bro, I'm having a conference here. I fly you out. But the type of guy that I am, I fly myself out. Because mm-hmm. I, I just look at it like this is how I look at it, bro. And, and maybe I look at it weird, but um in every every crew, right? Like there's somebody that's really like the breadwinner, right? Yeah. Like if you if you're talking about rapping and stuff like that, like there's somebody that's the breadwinner. Let's just take little baby, you know, like little baby is the guy that's getting the bag. Yeah. But it's still other people around them. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like like I always look, I'm like, yo, you can tell who's getting money in the clubs, like yo, he getting money. But he ain't really getting money because he leeching off him. That ain't mm-hmm. me. That's never that never was me. I might not be um, producing the amount of income that the front person is, but I'm still gonna always be able. When it comes time to put up or shut up, I'm always gonna be able to put up. You hold your own. You know what I'm saying I hold my own, so I, yeah. I, I look I live heavily into that. So mm-hmm. whereas though, when somebody bring me onto the team, it's not like, yo, I gotta support him. Oh, bro, yeah. you ain't got to support me. You feel me? We we a part. It's really a partnership. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like. Um, I have ideas that work. You just might got the movement, but at the end of the day, like we can collaboratively turn one 
into five. That's what you get with me. Not like, yo, this person just like, he on the team, he just my tech guy. Hell no, that ain't me. You can go yeah. find somebody from India if you're looking for that. Yeah. You feel me? Um, and that's just how I rock. Like, so that's why I said skills, man. Like, if you can have a, if you can have a solid skill, an in-demand solid skill, even if you gotta learn it, funnels, um, video editing, mm-hmm. uh, inst- building up Instagram, right? If you know how to build up somebody Instagram, if TikTok is new, right? Yeah. It's a certain, it's a certain layout, a certain uh, way that you craft your videos in order for it to build in curiosity. If you can, if you can uh, build up TikToks, that's a skill that somebody is willing to pay you for. Mm-hmm. And now, yo, this is my TikTok guy. He blew my TikTok up. So if that person has a mentorship, bro, I've I've been in mentorships that people have paid twenty thousand dollars to get into, but because I'm the funnel guy, they give me access to it. <laughs> Yeah. You feel me? And, and remember, fish discover water last. So I always be like, yo, take this and really like relish it and realize, like, yo, somebody paid twenty thousand dollars for this information. Take it seriously. Yes, information. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So when yeah. I'm going through the course, putting a funnel together, I'm really taking notes. Like, okay, okay, this, yeah. this is how you do this. This is how you do Toro. This is how you do Airbnb. Oh, this is how you do business funding. Oh, bet. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, um, but that's all because I got a skill that's in demand. Um, and I understand my target audience. So anybody that's listening, um, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, it's certain people, credit might not be your lane. Mm. It might not be your industry. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But, you, but in that industry, if you're in there, you might find something, a skill that you can provide to the marketplace that you really can go parabolic, right? That you really can, like, excel at. Because it's not that many... And the, and the main reason I truly excel, it's not that many people in my lane, bro. Yeah, exactly. You feel me? It's not that many. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, like, yo, it's, it's people that build funnels, right? Um, but it's but when you come down to like, yo, are you consistently building funnels? Are you? I built over like 150, 200 funnels mm. myself. Mm. So like, I've seen so much that it's like, yo, are you, you build funnels, but like, bro, you you don't understand cognitive biases you don't understand how to send out when to send a text not how to send a text when when you feel me that's a difference you feel me so it's like yo when do i send a text you send a text as soon as they as soon as they purchase the, the first product you send a text thanking them and then letting them know about that upsell that you got coming next mm. not that many people know about that people don't know about the cognitive biases of bias remorse mm-hmm. how can we how can we implement an immediate result to stop chargebacks that's a different that's a different type of Film, <laughs> you gotta pay me a little extra for that. Yeah. Um, so you can't get somebody from India to 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 tell you that. Yeah. Right. Um. So if I save you five thousand dollars from you just working with me, off off the rip before I even put a funnel in place, you like yo, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but yeah, bro, I can go on and on. But skills pay the bills. If y'all are in the credit repair space, get a skill. And I and I like how I like how you had the guy Dorain. On here, right? Oh, Dorian Delavante, yeah. Consumer alone. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. That's my guy. <laughs> bro, he niched down, though. You feel me? Yeah. He, his niche is consumer law. Mm-hmm. It's not just general credit. It's like, yo, we talking about these laws. Yeah. You feel me? So it's just like, um, but he got and he got that skill. So um, yeah, man. Big shout out to Durain. I seen, I seen his blow up um too. I had the pleasure, like in the beginning, I helped his team in the beginning, like see like what sales funnels were and then it's a it's a blessing to see like 
way he took it, bro. It's mm. really, it really is. Um, so same for you, bro. Like I know, like me and Alan Munt's coming. Just don't coming. forget about me. Don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there with me. <laughs> don't forget about me, man. You know, yes, Rolls Royce. You probably have three Rolls Royces. I know you like them boys, so. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. Bro, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. I was going to ask you one more question, and then we're going to okay. wrap it up, get out of here. So I just want to know, is there a certain question that people do not ask you? I don't know how many interviews you've been doing, but is there a certain question yeah. people don't ask you that you would want to talk about right now? Um, like, you're hmm. like, dang, I wish they asked me that, you know? I think the one thing that I want to say well, now, I will say, and hopefully this helps somebody, is um, your environment plays a major role in your success, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and I mean, what I mean by that is anytime I look to go up, I'm looking to change my environment because, and we're going to go back to cognitive, like, the way the brain works. When you go to, when you're in your bed, Okay, we will get deep, but typically it's two things that happen, right? You either having sex or you going to sleep. Yeah, that's 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 the environment of the bedroom. So yeah. if you try to do work in that environment, it's going to be tough mm. because your brain has been processed to associate environments, right? Like uh, one thing I did learn, I took like this little course on how to memorize stuff, and you can memorize things, a string of things. By, by memorizing like different items, attaching items to that thing, right? Mm-hmm. So your brain can quickly make associations like back in the caveman days by like, yo, that's this rock. This, this rock looked like this, so I'm here, right? Yo, this tree looked like this, so I'm here, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, if you go like now, it's like, yo, the bedroom through all my life has been for these things. The bathroom has been for these things, right? Imagine trying to do work in the bathroom. That's crazy. It's, it's tough. You yeah. feel me? So you got to put yourself in an environment that's conducive to success. I used to work um, legitimately like, in this little corner in, in my apartment. And I just realized, I was like, yo, this environment is not conducive to success. One, my wife can got access to me. My daughter can come up to me. Mm-hmm. It just was like, yo, like it just wasn't conducive. So once I started moving out into a different environment, I started seeing, I started producing more results. Why? Because I was focused. I didn't, people didn't have access to, hey, Darrell, can you do this? Can you do that? They didn't have access. Feel me? So if you're really looking to blow up, um, change your environment, whether it's people, places, sometimes it's the things too, right? Like, bro, how you feel when that rose works? Great. Rich. No, oh, excellent. Like you, like you deserve to be there, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's something that will also push you, right? So mm-hmm. you need to put yourself in those environments, right? So like, um, even down to, I know, you, I don't know if you still, well, you probably still got like that Corvette, right? Like when you hop in that joint and somebody pop out like, hey, yo, I see how you, yeah, you know, it, it makes you feel good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it, it propels you to be the best version of you. Now I'm not saying materialistic things are like, are all going to propel you. You want to make sure that it's, it's not, a, not an anchor, um, you know, making you drown, mm-hmm. but, you want to change that environment. Take them, take them trips. Go to masterminds. Um, yes. You know, change your business. Go into a WeWork. Do this small things because mm-hmm. it's, you think differently in different environments, right? When I'm in the hood, I'm, 
I mean, I'm still Darrell, but I'm a different version of Darrell. Yeah. You feel me? Like where I'm from is like, I can ah, I can laugh with with with, with some people, but in certain places in Baltimore, I, I gotta put on a I got put on my straight face, like bro, I'm not yeah, playing, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's it, bro. Your environment really crafts you and molds you. Mm. A lot of successful people will tell you that too, bro. They'll tell you the same thing. Like if you really have to change your environment, um, of course, like your auditor circle, all of that, but that your your circle is also a reflection of your environment. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got no millionaires in your circle, right? Of course you ain't gonna have no millionaires in your circle if you're living in the hood, because they ain't there unless yeah. they're doing illegal stuff. Yeah. You feel me? So if you change your environment, you can also change your circle just by osmosis. Fact. And your income will change just by osmosis. Because mm-hmm. once you start seeing people do 20 bands in a day, 10 bands in a day, bro, it's only but even one or two things will happen. If you ain't, if you're not their family, this is what's going to happen. I'm telling you, if you hang around people that's doing a high level income, either one, you want to step up to the plate, or two, bro, they going you you got to go. Yeah, because you bringing them down. Yeah, you feel me? It's just like you want a championship team, bro. You got to play at a championship level. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 about changing that environment because it, it it forces you to play. Um, at, at, at a, a as a better version of you and at your highest level yeah and that's that's what it's all about bro you just gotta change the environment so i'm always looking at like yo how can i change my environment um low-key i really want to move but it's just like i still got my wife they're like yo can we just move in it's like i don't know but that's what i would say to everybody um environment if they ask me environment bro environment and it's it's directly linked to the brain directly uh-huh you feel me um in your environment, what you wear, right? Like in the beginning, I thought I thought that I had to wear a suit. I associated suits with success. Mm. So every time I wore a suit, I felt successful. And I noticed I had a different swag. I noticed my income was different. But once I disassociated suits with success and I associated the pursuit of this, you know what I mean? I associated my also my results. Like I had, I started, I started um building up like, like yo, these. These are my stats. You feel me? I associated that with success. So mm-hmm. now I can dress how I want to dress, but still have that same sway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's always, but that's it, bro. Change your environment. <laughs> change it. I'm serious, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, change, change your mind, change your life, change your environment, change your life. That's it. Oh, definitely. Appreciate you. Appreciate Absolutely, you. Absolutely, bro. bro. How can people find you if we want to if they want to work with you if they want to just tap in with you get more books stuff like that how can people reach absolutely you? so on instagram i'm um Darrell gray marketing d-a-r-r-e-l-l gray g-r-a-y marketing um and then on facebook just Darrell gray i'm the guy that's smiling um just me and my wife on my picture so wow, that was a good day so <laughs> yeah, that's how they can tap in man so they can tap in of course you can always go to my guy, Mike, once you get your credit right. Or if you are in the credit repair space, um, check out my guy, Mike. And then if you need a funnel, you can come my way and I'll get you right. Yes, sir. All right. With that being said, y'all have a blessed one. Mm. If you want to master consumer law just for getting deletions or just your own pleasure or whatever reason, but you don't necessarily want to know like everything, 
You want the most important parts? I got the solution for you. I taught a FCRA masterclass, Fair Credit Reporting Act masterclass. And in this two hour masterclass, I basically walked through all the important information you need as far as the Fair Credit Reporting Act to get those deletions, get paid, etc. I walked through my entire process of how I go about getting deletions and all that. If you want to grab that replay, it's very, very cheap right now. If you want to grab that replay, go to catactusllc.com, click on courses. It's going to take you to FCRA masterclass replay. Go over there, grab it. Don't grab it. Whatever you want to do, but it's available. Uh, enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Cap Podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. If you got beneficial information, shout us out on social media. Uh, send us a review. You know, let us know. Hopefully everything's good with you. If you have not got the free Cat Credit Literacy course, go ahead and text the word course to 914-353-4741. Again, that is 914-353-4741. You've listened to the episode. If you haven't gotten the free course, now it's time to take action. Y'all have a blessed one.